you know, you have to treat yourself good. You have to take care of yourself. And then it makes creating boundaries easier. People always say like, treat others how you want to be treated, but we kind of forget to treat ourselves how we want to be treated. Hello, welcome to Balance and Moderation. We're a wellness podcast with some personality. Join me, Rob Young, and my friend Sheridan Lee on our pursuit of healthiness in the real world. Big love is the motto and our message is for everyone. So please don't forget to share this with all the beautiful people in your life. Enjoy. What a groove. Such a groove. Shout out to Everett. Yeah. I, I feel gonna... like we shout him out like every like 10 episodes. It's such a good <laughs> intro. I feel like he needs to make a full song out of it. Yeah. He actually, he and Barrett and our other producer friend who goes by the name Backpack, they have a song that's releasing this Friday. Oh, hell yeah. It's fluid, called, right? Yeah, yeah Fluid. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I think it's one of their best pieces of work that they've done. Um, they put a lot of time into this project, getting the sonics down and getting everything to like make it sound really good when you're bumping it in your car or on headphones or on a speaker. So they um, they did a really great job with this one. I'm really proud of them. I'm pumped to listen to it. Yeah, it's really pumped good. Pumped to listen to it. How So that's a big thing going on. I, I think there's another big thing going on Friday for you, right? Oh, yeah. It's my birthday. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll probably release this tonight, so it'll be yes. A so days wish from now. me happy birthday, or you're dead to me. Yeah, um, not I'm, actually. I'm, I'm not, really bad about that. Yeah, no, I um, I'm really bad about wishing people happy birthday. Actually, mm-hmm. like I'll even know it's people's birthday and just be like, eh, I don't have the bandwidth to reach out to them today. Like it's like something that I should definitely work on because I think being a better friend, um, and going out of my way to reach out to friends is one of my goals for the new year. Um, I just sometimes get so wrapped up in my own world that um, sometimes I don't take the extra effort to be um, present for the people in my life. So, um, you know, self-reflection is a good thing. Introspection is introspection, chill. Yes, definitely. But, very um, chill. Very yeah. chill. Introspection. So chill. Yeah. But I'm going to be 25. So a quarter life crisis incoming. But mm. um, honestly, I'm feeling really good. I feel like I've got a lot going for me this year. So I'm excited about it. That's good. The vibes are high. Vibes, vibes are, are high. high. So it's Absolutely. a good way. It's nice to have a birthday at the beginning of the year. Kind of starts it out. Mm-hmm. Gets things going. So that's great. And 25 is a big one. You can rent a car now, right? Uh, yeah. Your, thank your God. insurance should drop a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Except I am actually in the market for a new car. So it's going to go and, up. And yeah. um, I am uh, still kind of riding under the radar of my parents' insurance. So hopefully my insurance agent isn't listening to this right now. But um, so I need to get my own insurance. I think you can do that until you're 26. I I know health insurance. That's that's not car insurance. I don't know. I think it depends on the policy. Okay. Um, But I, it's more expensive where I live versus where my parents are from. And I'm getting a new car. So I'm just kind of like, uh, that's a I big mean, thing. I do the same thing. Technically, I don't live at this residence that we're hanging out oh. at right now. 
don't don't tell the IRS yeah, or anything. But exactly, all my paychecks exactly. go to like I I get mail from my parents all the time. And part of the reason we're doing that, it's not just for me. It's so that we can split the the boat membership, the mm. boat club membership, because you can't you can't do a joint membership unless you live at the same residence. Okay. So because we have the same address. Which That's is always nice. funny is like I was buying a car and I had to put in all my, you know, what I make and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm not saying I make like a crazy amount, but I definitely make more than enough that I should not have to live with my parents. Mm-hmm. And then I have to explain to them that I still live with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you're just saving so much money. It is. I mean, my <laughs> car insurance is like half of what it would be mm-hmm. if it was over here. Yeah. So. And I think it's higher for men, too, because men are more likely to get in accidents than women, maybe? I don't know. I think it's based on statistics, too, but nah. Yeah, Anyways. we drive faster and dumber, and I think there's higher rates of drinking and driving. And Boys are stupider. They go to Jupiter. Hey, just a wild boy, you know? Yeah, you know, just, just wild boys. out. Just, just wild out. out. Yeah, I got to make sure we set some boundaries. You know, I have to make sure <laughs> I set boundaries with how I drive and I can't go too fast. And you got to have speed limits because speed limits are good boundaries. Absolutely. And today we're talking about boundaries. Yes, sir. And we're talking about personal boundaries, mm-hmm. even within yourself and external to yourself. Absolutely. And the people you intermingle and intertwine with and become one with them. You gotta create boundaries. Exactly. So, um, so boundaries are a really important conversation, and we did have an episode where we touched on personal boundaries and self-respect and self-love. I think back in episode thirty-one, you said, mm-hmm. but we'll we link just, it in the show notes. Yeah, but we just wanted to have this conversation in a little bit of a different light, just because I feel like it's a really relevant conversation right now. We, from a hmm, astrological perspective, you know, resident hippie here. Um, So we are in the middle of not only a Mercury retrograde, which started earlier this week, but also a Venus retrograde, which started a couple weeks ago. And last night we had a full moon in Cancer and the moon's at home in Cancer. So there's a lot energetically that's going on in the cosmos right now. A lot of self-reflection, a lot of reevaluation as far as communication, Mercury, as well as... um, love and beauty and the way that we inhabit the world, which is more of a Venusian perspective. Mm-hmm. And what really Venusian? is a Venusian. So Venus, Venusian. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, and you can even think of Venus as values. So like what is really beautiful and what is of value to us? I like that. Yeah. I vibe uh, with that lately. Yeah. Absolutely. And then also the full moon is a very emotionally charged time. Typically, it's a time where we're either celebrating all the hard work that we've put in and all that we've accomplished and um, all of that goodness, or it can be a time of real true self-reflection, especially if we haven't really been meeting our own mark. And we can kind of take a second to recalibrate and reassess and figure out how we want to move forward from this point. So I think boundaries in general have just been coming up up a lot for people, at least in the conversations I've been having. It seems like it's a really relevant point to be talking about right now. Where, if you don't mind divulging and I guess opening up a little bit for our podcast listeners, where has there been certain instances in your life where you've had to either establish a boundary or you see that you maybe need to in the future establish a boundary? You don't have to divulge too much information, mm-hmm. but you said it's been kind of popping up for you. Yeah. I mean, something that I have really been working through, I would say for the last 
I mean my whole life, honestly, I've been like a people pleaser. So I have lacked boundaries because I want to be there for certain people. I want to be the everything girl. Like Mm -hmm. I've always been a little bit of a perfectionist. Also having those ADHD tendencies. It's very go, go, go. And I get such like a dopamine high from you know, getting validated from other people and being there for other people and all of this stuff. And in some ways it can be a positive effect, but at the same time, it really drains me. And I feel like I'm not being my true authentic self. I feel like I don't have the time and energy I need to be able to invest in what is really important to me and what will get me to, you know, my highest or idealized self, especially from like a career perspective. I have some new priorities that have popped up for me that I really need my time and my energy to invest in those things. And I feel like recently I've had a lot of tests of people come kind of coming out of the woodworks. And again, that's also a mercury retrograde thing. A lot of like Uh, you know, your quote unquote exes can come up, whether they're more romantic or familial or friends or otherwise um, can kind of pop up and start asking of your time again and your energy. And I've had to start to create more clearer boundaries with people and even be like, hey, I love you, but my availability is really limited right now. So I hope you're doing well, but um, I hope to see you soon kind of thing. That's cool. So you're communicating what you need and establishing a boundary. I, I feel that a lot. I The one area where I would have the most issues with boundaries is familial, mm-hmm. with especially my parents. I want to please my parents. My therapist said that I have a super first child syndrome. Oh. Because first children, they feel very responsible. They constantly want to please their parents and, and make I'm them the proud. I'm the first child too. Yeah. Damn. So mine's Hmm. a little exacerbated because my sister that's a year younger than me who would take some of that off of me has special needs. So she has never been in a place where my parents expected a lot out of her. So then... So even more emphasis was placed on you. Yeah. So that expectation turned on me and I had to constantly bear the weight of different comments like, you know, your sister can't do these things. You have to do these things. Mm. You have to be there for your sister. You have to be there for us. You have to help us with her just these constant things. And like, I get it. Being a parent to a special needs child is the hardest thing you can ever do. Don't ever judge people that, that have a special needs child. But it did put me in a place where I constantly am trying to please my parents and constantly, tr- I don't like saying no to my parents. And even uh, Maya, my partner, kind of sees it sometimes like, you don't have to go over there today. Like you just did... You literally haven't been home all weekend. You're exhausted. You're tired. You don't have to go to this small, minor event that your parents want you to go to. And that's been an issue of late is I have been setting more boundaries with my parents and it doesn't really go well. And that's something I want to talk about too is that it's a lot harder to set boundaries later in the relationship than starting in the beginning. And I think we talked a little bit off air, but you would, would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. I mean, I think um, this is really relevant for, I would just call the umbrella of intimate relationships. So, you know, romantic partners, familial relationships, particularly close friends that feel like family. A lot of times, I mean, with from a familial sense, it's really hard to establish boundaries when you're young because you're a child. And especially mm-hmm. if it's a parent-child relationship, you really have to 
almost kind of break out of those expectations and the mold that they put you in. And I think that's also just kind of part of life and coming of age, but especially in regards to people's particular circumstances, that can be especially challenging, just like you're going through right now. But as far as relationships that you choose into, like partnerships or friendships, things like that, um, a lot of times you go through this period where you're so excited to be connected to this person. Everything is kind of like a honeymoon phase. And I've even had this with friends, I know, with partnerships for sure. But it's kind of like you overlook your boundaries because maybe it's your first time having a close relationship with someone of this magnitude and you don't want to fuck it up. And then once that honeymoon phase is kind of gone and done and you're still friends or in a relationship with this person, then you're starting to see all of the areas in which you crossed your own boundaries. And then it's really, it can, it's not impossible, but it can be a lot harder to say to somebody like, Hey, this really doesn't fly with me. I don't consent to this. Like the way that you treat me doesn't fly with me. Um, and it can actually end up ending the relationship if you don't um, address it soon enough, I would say. Mm -hmm. In a lot of those instances, if they were addressed in the beginning, you may have not gotten to that point in the relationship. Exactly. Because if you establish it in the beginning, they may be like, well, I don't want to be with somebody that doesn't enjoy those things or doesn't want to do those things with me or, or vice versa. And so they'll kind of fall off. And that's mm -hmm. the problem with the honeymoon phase is people are so focused on and even with friendships, it gets like that where, you know, you're just excited. You, you're focused on all these new qualities that you like and everything is new and exciting. But when things aren't new anymore, they aren't as exciting. And basically what you just said, then the problems start to arise and the, the problems become highlighted more. Mm -hmm. And now, I don't know if people listening, if you can kind of point out your own boundary issues, but we found a really good article online by my homie Mark Manson who He's wrote He's the one who wrote um The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Which is a I still need to read that it's one. It's such a great read. I always tell people uh The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is like more masculine kind of kind of that energy and then you're a badass, I think mm -hmm. by Jen Sincero, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more like feminine directed. Mm -hmm. I've read both and they're both amazing and I've gotten a lot out of both of them. Mm -hmm. I've I read agree. Subtle Art a couple times though. Yeah, I have um, only read a little bit of You Are a Badass, but I really did enjoy that book um, and I need to read The Subtle Art. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like the yin-yang perspective, kind of like us, what yeah. we're doing right now. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah. So do you have boundary issues in this article? And we will link it in the description. It's the guide to strong relationship boundaries. And I, I think he just throws it down really well. But it starts with asking a series of questions and we'll go through them and you can ask them yourself. And it may highlight some issues that mm -hmm. you may be having. I know it, it, it did for me when I read through the list. So do you ever feel like people take advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or I have. I shouldn't say yes currently all the time. But yeah, I would say I have in the past for yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're constantly having to save people close to you and fix their problems all the time? I used to. I used to too. And that's one thing that kind of growing up and like getting out of college and stuff is 
you got to kind of cut ties with people. Like I call them like dark cloud people. Yeah. There's always a dark cloud over their head. And no matter what, there's always problems. There's always just use. They always need a shoulder to cry on. And it's just not fair. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't take that injury. You want people that bring positive energy into your life. Mm-hmm. And that is something particularly where I've had to um, kind of cut off my availability to people, you know, like, just like I was saying earlier, like I've had some people that have kind of popped up kind of just being like, Hey, miss you. How have you been doing? Blah, blah, blah. And um, it's just like, I know that they're not really in a good place mentally or emotionally. And I know how susceptible I am to that. So, I mean, it may be perceived as a little selfish, but I've just had to be like, hey, I love you, but um, I have some new priorities that have popped up in my life and my energy and availability is really limited, but I hope you're doing well, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I'm trying to be nice about it. Like, I'm trying not for them to like take it personally or anything, but I've had to make myself less available to people because I used to be the person that everyone would be like, oh, Sheridan will do it. Sheridan's always available for people, you know? I kind of had a set of personal boundary for myself in those instances where I would look at the situation and I want to help people. I want to help fix their problems. I want to be that shoulder to cry on. But you have to get to a point where you think, what is this person doing to solve their problem? What is this a problem that keeps reoccurring that is an addiction or they're just ignoring certain things that they have to get done? And that's kind of how I would wrap my head around it is if it's a friend and they're having a serious issue and they need you a shoulder to cry on and you have to give up some energy, but it's not something that they constantly ask of you all the time or it's somebody that takes care of themselves, works hard. Like if it's a net positive relationship, then of course you want to be there for people. It's not like the conversation is, oh, if anyone's having a hard time or just bad vibes, like cut them out. You don't need that. That's kind of like the toxic positivity Mm -hmm. mindset. Um, but yeah, exactly what you were saying. I love saying. that toxic positivity. Yeah, that's everything been like can a be new toxic thing. Nowadays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which everything a... can be toxic. Water can be toxic to you if you drink too much water. Exactly. Balance exactly. and moderation. Balance so. and moderation. And this one is a big one. And this is something that I've gotten better at, at least just with social media and muting people and unfollowing people. Do you ever find yourself sucked into pointless fighting or debating regularly? Mm, yeah, I um. I think we talked about this in the chakra conversation. I have more of a, um, I I don't know if divergence is the right word, but I stray away. Like I'm not confrontational. Mm. If something kind of sits wrong with me, I just don't contribute to the conversation. I'm just like, I'm going to leave the situation. I'm not going to really engage, but I know you're more likely to engage. I'm quite pugnacious. (laughs) I got my warrior spirit. That is my archetype that kind of takes over a lot of times. And just side note, speaking about archetype, archetypes, the king archetype in the masculine sets boundaries for all the other archetypes. Mm. So that's something my king has to set a boundary for my warrior to be like, hey, you don't need to argue about COVID restrictions right now. Yeah. We don't need to debate whether vegan or carnivore is the best diet. Let some people be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another thing too. It's not bad to have debate or to argue a little bit with someone, especially when you are establishing boundaries, you may end up arguing or debating a little bit with that person, but that's kind of part of the game. But when it gets to the point where 
It's and, the pointlessness. Yeah. And even with me, even when you're not fighting or debating, I've had to set a boundary with certain people in my life who I completely agree with almost everything, but we get in these echo chambers and we get excited and we get this like, like almost like this negative whirlwind of yeah, kind of like, like feeding into the ego. It's kind of like um, you know, twisting up like a little um spin toy where you just like keep mm-hmm. rattling it up and then it's just, it's just whirring all over the yeah. room and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, one of these people I would talk to him on the phone, especially during like the election and stuff, and we get really fired up and all this stuff, but we agreed the whole time and then I'd hang up the phone and I'd have all this like Built pent up, up like energy. aggressive energy and it's potential like, energy. Yeah, but I'm like, we just agreed on everything. Why do I feel like this? So, mm. so not even pointless fighting, but for me, also pointless ego stroking or reach echo chamber is is one that I've had to set more boundaries on. Another That's a really one is, important distinction. Definitely, definitely. Do you find yourself far more invested or attracted to a person than you should be for how long you've known them? I feel like at maybe certain points of my life, like I definitely idealized people um, for who I thought that they were and I would kind of bend over backwards for them, Um, whether it was just from a friend standpoint or a romantic standpoint. But I feel like I don't really do that anymore. But I've also been in a relationship for five years, so I feel like that doesn't really relate to me. Yeah, I I always fell fast and hard, um, even faster and harder with my current partner, and it kind of worked out. So I can't say too much <laughs> about this, but I think with friendships, and when you know, you know. Yeah. Sometimes with relationships, so. yeah, when you know, you know. But for me, I guess with friendships, sometimes very early in friendships, I'll go completely out of my way, pay for things, do stuff like that, and I have to watch that a little bit. But it hasn't really bit me in the ass too much. Mm-hmm. But I think that happens with a lot of people and, you know, they start dating somebody and they seem so great. And then two or three weeks in, the person's like, yo, dude, chill out. Like we just started dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and need I, to have a little bit of a backbone. Yeah, yeah. And and I may or may not have been there before. But <laughs> in your I think re- all of us can relate to that to some extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've definitely fallen into this. And this is, I think, a toxic trait of a lot of relationships is your relationship. In your relationships, does it feel like you're always either amazing or horrible with no in-between or perhaps even go through breakup reunion patterns every few months? I feel that way about myself. I don't really feel that way about like <laughs> please, my relationships with others. Please expand on that. That's, that's interesting. Um, I just feel like I, I do have a pretty big ego. I know it doesn't always come off that way, but I do have a, um, you know, my spiritual self and my ego self, like they're both very prevalent um, players in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I definitely do have um, to watch the inflated sense of self that I have. I, um, my boyfriend actually says I struggle with main character syndrome, which I will honestly say like, yeah, I definitely do feel like, um, Sometimes the world revolves around me, which I know that it doesn't like, and I know that, but, um, it's just, and it can show up in really positive ways, but also very negative ways. And so when things are going good for me, I'm like, I'm the queen of the world. I've got everything. Like I can do this and this, you know, the world is my oyster kind of thing. But then if things aren't going my way or I'm struggling with something, I'm like, I'm a complete fucking failure and nobody likes me. And I don't even know why I'm here right now. Blah, 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 blah. Like I definitely do have these very extreme, um, senses of self. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm breaking up with myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm making up with myself. It's just more of, um, 
you know, those those highs and those lows that we've talked about so much on the show. It's just the high highs of feeling like everything's amazing and the low lows of nothing is amazing. So um, that's just been a pattern that I have started to become consciously aware of in my adulthood that I don't always have the healthiest relationship and boundaries with myself. Um, and now that I've been able to like heal relationships and boundaries with other people, now I'm able to start looking inward and be like, okay, I need to really start creating better systems and structures for myself, which is essentially just discipline. Definitely. But Establishing boundaries with yourself makes it a lot easier to establish boundaries with other people. That's true. It's so, a bi-directional pathway. It's a bi-directional <laughs> pathway. Take a shot for those of you drinking along with this. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a shot of espresso, whatever of espresso, time of day it is. Kava, whatever you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bula. Side note, not drinking coffee is like a superpower to me right yeah? now. Yeah? Okay, I want to hear about we'll, that we'll more later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Okay, so we, we talked about relationships. I've had to watch that. Because I come from the relationship I have with Maya is probably the first long-term not toxic relationship that I've had. Snaps to that. So before that, I constantly was in these breakup reunion cycles, and they're kind of enjoyable. Like ha like makeup, making up with someone is like very stimulating. Drama is addictive. Yeah, and I definitely get addicted to that, and that's something that I've had to watch with Maya, and a couple times. We've had some some rough patches, probably more so because I was catastrophizing the situation and I just, not necessarily bored, but not as stimulated as normal. So I got to stir some shit up mm -hmm. just to stir the pop. get a little excited. So I've had to get much more conscious of that. But I mean, I see that with a lot. I mean, especially young relationships, mm -hmm. early 20s, college relationships. It's Absolutely. just kind of how it is. So Yeah. And I think you know, just kind of talking about like the conflict piece in regards to boundaries, like conflict, conflict in a relationship is healthy. Mm -hmm. Like you should have conflict in your relationships. Otherwise, I mean, not you should, but, um, I feel like if the relationship was worth any value or substance, conflict is naturally going to arise because no mm -hmm. two people are exactly the same. But by having healthy boundaries, healthy respect for yourself and for the other, conflict can actually help a relationship grow. Yeah. But if it's constant conflict or constant, you know, honeymoon phase, like we were talking about earlier, it's just like that relationship doesn't really allow you to grow much as a person. And you can be really stagnant even if, quote unquote, everything's fine. I think that's something that I, I've seen a lot over the years. It's not always a good sign in a relationship if two people don't get in arguments or fight. Oh, yeah. And when we say conflict, there's definitely conflict that should never be had. You shouldn't be screaming at each other, yelling. But you should go through disagreements. And also, that's part of establishing boundaries in a relationship is sometimes you may not agree with certain things. I've had to have talks with Maya about like, hey, in the morning, that's me time. I don't really want to talk. Like, And she's very opposite. She likes to be on the phone with her friends. She wants to talk the whole time. And that's like kind of my me time. And that's been a difficult thing that she doesn't really understand and almost has to concede for me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I have to work on ways where I can be like, okay, I don't have a ton to do this morning. Like I'll spend time or, or go sit in the bathroom with her while she's getting ready mm -hmm. and do those kind of things. That's just an example. But there's a lot of stuff like that yeah. in relationships. And when you tell your partner, hey, like I don't jive with that, they may be like, well, that's not cool. And you yeah. got to get through that. That's going to cause conflict. That's going to cause 
a little bit of disagreement. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a very similar situation with, for me, it's like my nighttime. Like I really like having like my evening rituals and having time for myself. And I need to be really stern with myself about having that boundary because sometimes, um, you know, I'll be watching a show with Barrett or he'll be staying up late and I want to be around him because, you know, we both work during the day. I don't get a whole lot of time to see him. But I know that if I don't give myself that time to do my self-care rituals and to go inward and kind of wind down for the day, I'm setting myself up for failure the next day. Like I had this really lovely um, wind down yesterday that took like an hour and a half. It was awesome. I like shaved my legs and did gua sha and had music. I had jazz playing. It was mm, delicious. Um, And then I woke up this morning like full of energy and vitality and it was awesome. So Funny how that works. Yeah, right? When you have boundaries, life gets better. Who would have thought? So, and of course, there's deeper conversations to be had here, more um, real tangible um, conflicts or points of interest. But I think this is just kind of like a good example. You know, you have to set boundaries with your partner so you can have some alone time. And I need to set boundaries with myself to allow myself to have that alone time. And of course I had to set boundaries with Barrett, but he was just kind of like, mm, okay, I'll do music. Cool. So <laughs> yeah, <Bye. laughs> exactly. But all right. Do you tell people how much you hate drama, but you always seem to be stuck in the middle of drama? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, I'm thinking of a couple people in particular, but I'm also pointing the finger at myself. I yeah. do. I do love to talk shit. It's so much fun, but it's so toxic. It's very toxic. It's so bad. It's It's so bad, but it is fun. It's It's, fun. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. So I have to be really mindful of that. And I've had to cut out certain relationships in my life because every single time we got together, it was just like a, you know, gossip fest. Gossip, gossip. Yeah, I've been trying to do better about the gossiping thing. I find that with with my family in general, both extended, you know, we'll go up to Detroit and we basically just sit and drink tea all night and talk shit about everybody else in the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. And it's funny because the people we talk shit about literally the next day will be hugging and kissing and would take a bullet for. And it's like almost like a way of getting it out. But mm-hmm. you you don't really have to deal with drama that much with people. And you don't have to talk a lot of shit about them if you set boundaries. Exactly. Normally, so. And then one more, this last one. Do you spend a lot of time defending yourself for things you believe aren't your fault? Hmm. Okay, I need to like sit on that one. Uh, so do you think you're spending a lot of time defending yourself for things that aren't your fault? Can you like create an example for that? Because I, for some reason, I'm having a hard time processing that one. I think it could be something... It probably falls... I think these all can kind of coincide in certain ways Mm -hmm. but like with a relationship you try to set a boundary they kept crossing it you become upset and then you're like dude i told you this is like not a cool for me and they're like you shouldn't be like that and it's like no this is not my fault like i shouldn't have to defend myself because i told you ahead of time yeah 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 those kind of things just yeah just in general like things like you miss an event and your friend's super hurt by it, but you had a very good excuse mm-hmm. and they're like almost emotionally punishing you, then that would, I feel like that would be kind of an instance. I don't have to deal with that too much. 
Yeah, I feel like I've attracted um, and really worked hard at creating healthy relationships in my life um, with friends and even with my family and my partner and things like that, where if I need to say like, hey, um, I was really excited to hang out today, but I just am super drained. I've had a lot going on. Um, Can we reschedule? Can we do a rain check? Um, Most of my friends are really understanding about that. Definitely. And... um, you know, also you have such a level of like trust and confidence with these people that you're close to in your life that they really understand who you are, what you're going through, your energetics. So if you're like, Hey, like I really need you right now, or Hey, I really need myself right now. Um, I feel like if you've established good, healthy communication and boundaries with other people, people aren't going to be like super upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's what these all come down to is that if you establish the boundaries, some people will leave your life and the right people mm-hmm. will stay and you'll have better relationships for it. So we kind of went through some of our own examples, but I, th- I just want to highlight these before we kind of talk into different ways that we can kind of establish better boundaries in our life, both with ourselves, social media and other people. Mm-hmm. But some examples of poor boundaries, I'll just list these off. Uh, one example would be like, you can't go out with your, uh, somebody saying to their partner, you can't go out with your friends without me. You know how jealous I get. You have to stay home with me. Super toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, and you know, not going to call out some of my friends, but this happens decent amount sometimes. So shots fired. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, guys. I can't go out with you tonight. My girlfriend gets really angry when I go out without her. That's so Dude, annoying. I know so many dudes that that is the case. I know you've talked about that yeah. um, before. And yeah, I mean, if, gosh, Barrett's such a social person. If I did that, we would not be in a relationship together. But I don't even want to do that. Like, I love going mm-hmm. out with his friends if it's mm-hmm. like a co-ed thing. But I'm like, please have friends. Hang out with them. Like, you know, yeah. you need your own life too. Yeah. But, My coworkers are idiots. I'm always late to meetings because I have to tell them how to do their jobs. Okay, so explain that one. Um, so is the um, boundary coming from that person as far as like these people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Or like how do you... I think that could go both ways. Yeah. I think that could be... Uh, the boss kind of sounds a little bit like a micromanager or you're mm. the coworker. And I mean, that could be a thing. It says coworkers, like not my, in, the people that work for me. So coworkers, I'm always late to me because I'm telling them how to do their jobs. That may be just establishing boundaries. I know, think like a group project setting. If you don't establish boundaries, there's that one person that just like chills and doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. And not that I didn't do anything, but luckily in engineering, I was like a very social engineer. So I'd always be like, I'll present. And everybody's yeah. like, well, we definitely don't want to present. So we'll just yeah. give him all the information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so, but you made yourself a value. I, I, I had a value part, but I literally would not do that much. But I think that's what it kind of goes down to is setting the boundaries of, I'm not doing your work for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not cleaning up this part of the house for you. I'm not doing your chores. I'm not getting call, just certain things. So I think gotcha. that's the way to go. That makes sense. That makes sense. I would love to take that job in Milwaukee, but my mother would never forgive me for moving so far away. Mm. Or whatever other place. I don't know why you would Yeah, I don't know why you'd move to Milwaukee. <laughs> I never went there, but I heard it's cool. I love Wisconsin, yeah. so I can't say shit. I love Wisconsin until November. Mm-hmm. November through 
through March. But that's kind of the familial piece of like letting your family down, letting your family down because you're living your truth. Mm -hmm. Um, That even, you know, kind of came up this year in my family when my brother moved to New York City Mm -hmm. Um, because my parents were very, are very like anti New York. They just don't agree with a lot of the policies and politics there, which like that's fair. But, you know, him and his girlfriend love it there and they've wanted to move there for a while so I know that they had a lot of conversations like hey like I love you I'm not doing this to spite you because they have a great relationship it's just like this is where I'm moving in my next chapter of my life and if you approve great and if you don't that's on you that's not on me so like my brother actually is um is a G like he's great at setting boundaries and a lot of different relationships. And even though he's my younger brother, I look up to him a lot. That's cool. It's cool to have that. And then the last one for these examples, I can't date. I I can date you. So I can date you, but can you not tell my friend Cindy? She gets really jealous when I have a boyfriend and she doesn't. That's just weird. Yeah. If your friend's not happy for you to be in a relationship, it's just not a good friendship. But girls, I mean, girls get like that to where they'll get really jealous and kind of mean to kind of like pick me girls. Like that's kind of the um, thing around that. Pick me, pick me. So we've talked a lot about kind of examples and and kind of ways to kind of notice that you have some boundary issues. And if people are listening right now and they're like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) And start Mm -hmm. listing off. And even for me, some stuff has popped in my head where I was like, oh, I got to be better about that. Cher, how do you, what is your kind of approach to creating personal boundaries? I know like in this article and a lot of stuff, personal boundaries and self-esteem go hand in hand. Yeah. And the best way that you can establish boundaries is by taking care of your own shit, creating internal boundaries making it to where other people aren't responsible for your emotional, mental, or physical well-being. And that in itself will create a boundary where when other people cross it, you'll be like, you'll realize more like, oh, hey, kind of you're talking about like, oh, this is taking away my energy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not able to take care of myself because of this. But if you're not taking care of yourself, it's really hard to establish those lines. Yeah. And I think that is really the, um, what, what you alluded to earlier in the conversation is if you don't respect yourself and you don't really have true love and compassion for yourself, it's going to be really hard to set boundaries with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is pretty much the whole umbrella around the conversation of boundaries, how to set boundaries, love yourself first. Yeah. Um, and I know sometimes like what I've had to work through is, you know, feelings of selfishness and um, being a people pleaser and being a perfectionist and having such insurmountable expectations for myself, um, especially coming from like my academic background or, um, you know, kind of the way that I was raised. Um, I feel like my family actually didn't I didn't have a lot of boundary problems with my parents, but I, of course, when I was a teenager, everybody's got stuff with their parents. Just but getting angsty. Yeah, but I feel like um, I'm really fortunate because my parents didn't stop growing. Like they are 
they've got their shit. Everybody's got their shit, but they continue to try to be better people. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people choose to stop growing after like 25, 30 years old. So I feel like it's been easier to set boundaries with them because they're still on their personal development, their spirituality, their health journeys. So when I say like, hey, I love you, but I'm not available for that conversation or for that event or for whatever it is, they don't really take it all that personally. That's dope. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, just from my experience of, being a human and um, being on this more holistic journey for the last eight to 10 years of my life, I feel that I attract people who also have healthy boundaries, who also respect themselves, who are also maybe not at the exact same point in life as me, but have a lot of compassion and understanding for what I'm going through. And the same is for them. So it's very feeling mutual type of conversation. So I feel like I don't really let people into my life who don't have healthy boundaries anymore. So it is a process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It might take years or even a decade to really get to this point where you have healthy relationships with other people. You have a healthy relationship with yourself and with your coworker and with your boss and with, um, you know, your health and all of these things. So I just want everybody who is listening to this conversation to feel that they don't have to have it all figured out right now, that this is a journey, not a destination. And the more that you work at it, um, the more it becomes easier over time. It's like training a muscle, Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. Definitely. And just something we, we talk about you know, you have to treat yourself good. You have to take care of yourself. And then it makes creating boundaries easier. People always say like, treat others how you want to be treated, but we kind of forget to treat ourselves how we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if I got that, if that's, I don't think that's original, but (laughs) I keep hearing people like make quotes in podcasts and they just say it like it's their own thing. And it's like, that's not your quote. Yeah, That's that's a saying everybody says. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't even know half the time if I say original things or not, but all right. Nothing's original these days. But yeah, so you got to treat yourself self well and it's nice that you kind of have people around you that are constantly growing and and doing those things and 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 sometimes setting boundaries may be a catalyst for another person to grow if they're the right person in your life and they kind of take a step back and they're introspective and they're working on themselves it'll be a lot easier to set these boundaries. Absolutely. And that's a great point too, is um, I know that even for me, I've had certain people and relationships set boundaries with me. And yeah, I would take it personally at first. And I would be like, oh my God, this person doesn't love me anymore, blah, 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 blah. But then I would kind of integrate it and self-reflect and really process through it. And it would allow me to create better boundaries and have more love and self-respect for myself. And that's just kind of a great piece in general is even as far as like the conflict conversation goes, a lot of people like me um, avoid conflict because they don't want to lose that relationship in their life. But I feel like if you're coming at a place of self-compassion and love and respect for yourself and the other, um, even if they don't agree with you, you can still have a really productive conversation and maybe you go away taking away something that changes your mind and your perspective and makes your perspective a little bit more holistic. And maybe you introduce something into their psyche that really challenges them and allows them to look at life in a different way. So you're both coming out of it 
better people. So I don't want people to like avoid conflict because they think that they're going to lose somebody. It might actually be the best thing you ever do for that relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, we've kind of been talking a lot about personal relationships. I think one where boundaries get really out of whack and it's hard because there's pecking orders and there's hierarchies is kind of corporate structures or just jobs in general is it's hard to set boundaries with somebody you feel is your superior. Yeah, your absolutely. Boss. And luckily I've been I've been pretty good about that. I've just kind of always had a sense of like, okay, fire me, I'll find another job. So it's kind of helped me a little bit, but I think having one-on-one conversations, especially if you have a, a boss that doesn't speak to you in the way you want to be spoken to, or you feel that there is too much pressure on you in certain situations, one, you'd be surprised how much it takes to really get fired, especially if you're like with a big corporate company that has a lot of like policies and they got to fill out a ton of paperwork to fire, fire you. So you just pushing back a little bit on your boss is not going to cause you to lose your job. If anything, it may help you keep your job in the long run. But for me, I've had instances where a boss or a superior, like we, I had a meeting one time where kind of snapped on me, not really like yelled, but definitely like disrespected me in front of my coworkers. And luckily I didn't push back right away, but I did. As soon as the meeting was over, I was like, hey, can we go talk in your office? And we sat down and I was like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. And I have a very strong rule. It's a little aggressive, but this is my rule is don't talk to me in the office how you would talk, how you like talk to me in the office, how you would talk to me in a back alley. Mm. Like if we're in the parking lot, you're not going to say those things to me like that. But when we're in a meeting and you're the superior and all that stuff, then you're going to go act tough. I don't, I don't jive. Like that's not, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a big issue, I think, in corporate structures, at least from what I've seen, is people feel they can disrespect people that at least work under them or there's like this veil of protection where, hey, I can treat, if I talk to this person at a bar like this, they'll probably punch me in the face, but we're in the office and we're all wearing ties. So I'm going to tell them that they're a dumbass and they need to leave the room or something, something along those lines. So I would just say that try to have one-on-one, if you're having an issue like that at work, which I've, I've dealt with before is one, you need to sit down and think, do I really want to deal with this type of relationship all the time? Is this the best thing for me in my career? And so that's part of it. But then also, if you really do want to stay at that job or, and make it happy and healthy for you, you got to have those one-on-one conversations. And generally, most of the time, people in management positions generally like coaching and they want to be liked by others. And you'd be surprised at the conversations. One time I had a situation like that in a training program and I walked in the office and I was like, dude, what's your problem with me? And he was like, oh, like the, the person was so surprised. He's like, I didn't mean to, I was just frustrated. I'm sorry I took it out on you. And they were like super apologetic and very nice. And in pretty much every situation where I've had that, they've been very apologetic. They didn't realize. And you got to think, they may be dealing with their own toxic shit and pushing out oh, yeah. things. And a lot of times, you know, you'd be a corporate bro and you're the boss in the office and then you get home and you get beat up by your girlfriend or your wife or, yeah. <laughs> you know, your kids disrespect you. And No, absolutely. Well, and, you know, you brought up a lot of really interesting points, but something that I thought of, it just especially since we're in this period known as like the great resignation, I feel like a lot of power is being brought back to the workforce, to the consumer, and that, you know, we're really not taking shit from people anymore. Because just like you said, it's like, oh, like you're disrespecting me. Well, fine. I can go get a job 
somewhere else that pays me better, gives me better benefits, actually respects me, whatever the case may be. And there's so many different ways to make money and make a living and a name for yourself now that it's not like you have to work this corporate traditional nine to five job. And a lot more people are realizing that. So I think we're getting to a point where we don't have to put up with bullshit mm-hmm. anymore from like a corporate perspective or from like a boss relationship. But another thing too is like if you are in that setting or you were applying to a job specifically, something that really stood out to me, I forgot who told me this, but when you're going through the interview process, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. Did you say that? I say that to people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really important is a lot of people, especially when they're in a subordinate position, they don't remember how much power they still have. Mm -hmm. Just because someone's above you and they've got more years on you or they've got the title and you don't, that doesn't mean that you don't have any power in that relationship. Yeah, Um, You have to create boundaries for yourself. And I think the more boundaries you create for yourself, the more you're respected by your superiors and will probably end up in a higher management position if you... continue to stay with that company if it's, you know, in alignment for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Definitely. And I think people also don't realize how much it costs for employee turnover, especially in a corporate market, Yeah, like training, new salaries, signing bonuses, uh, recruiting, all that stuff. And you have a lot more power. And I think that's just in general with life, whatever boundaries we're talking about, you have a lot more power and you have a lot more to say. And that comes down to the self-esteem thing. If you believe in your worth, you believe in your value setting boundaries becomes very easy. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody, and we'll, we'll kind of start to close this out, I would say, and something that's helped me a lot is if there's an issue or you're having boundary issues in your life, it doesn't mean, necessarily mean that's everybody else's fault. And that's something that I had to have a very rude awakening is I'd sit there and be like, oh, all these people are negative and they were doing this and my life would be so much better if I didn't have... And it's, you're the common denominator. Mm. So you Ooh, have to, yeah, I deep. know it hurts sometimes. It when, does, when you hear yeah. That. But, but yeah, you're you're the common denominator, and you have to take responsibility for yourself. And if if you're not happy, it may not be because somebody's crossing your boundary that you're not happy. If you were happy, you would establish that boundary. Yeah. So work on yourself. Be introspective. Meditate a little bit. Figure out what you really want in life. Figure out what kind of relationships you really want. And really think about what kind of relationships do you want to give to people? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's the easiest thing. If you're ge- generally like the relationships you give are the re- relationships you receive and you set the tone for the relationship. So you're not going to be like the drama thing. If you're a drama person, you're going to attract drama people. If you're a drama person, and you go to somebody that's not a drama person, they're going to be like, ah, I don't really want to hang out with that person. Mm-hmm. So you got to reflect on yourself and see where, where are you screwing up these boundaries with other people? Yeah. And that's what I'd say. And that's something I've, that I've had to do. I'm not like, as I'm pointing a finger in here in the audio, yeah. pointing at imaginary people. You get a boundary. You I'm get also a boundary. Pointing, you get a boundary. I'm also pointing the finger at myself. It's something that I've had to really work on. It's something I'm still working on. And I definitely still have some toxic boundary issues in my life. Absolutely. But I mean, something that just kind of came to me while we were having this conversation as far as how to establish healthy boundaries, I think by creating 
a relationship with health and wellness and fitness, it really does help you create boundaries in your life. Like if you have a boundary with yourself that you only accept this quality of food to enter your vessel because that's the best fuel and the best energy that you can use to throughout the day, or you have a boundary where you have to, you know, work out or move your body so many times a day or so much during your day, like you're not going to, if you don't cross yourself, you don't let other people cross you. Mm -hmm. So I think this field of like health and wellness, which is the space that we predominantly reside in is such a great way to start establishing healthy boundaries. Because just like I said, like if you've got good boundaries with yourself and you know what is worth your time and what isn't, then that is just going to spill over into your relationships with other people, whether it is professional or familial or friendships or romantic otherwise. I love that. I think it's a good way to kind of start to close this episode out. Um, we will, I think it's going to come out today. I'm going to try to, I don't have a ton on my plate today, so I'm going to try right. to edit this and get it out. So, sweet. so hopefully it'll come out today is Wednesday. Happy wellness Wednesday. Happy wellness Wednesday. As far as wellness Wednesday, I hope you take some time to do a wellness activity. And what is a wellness activity? It can be sitting and thinking quietly about maybe some boundaries that were crossed in your life or meditating or getting fit mm -hmm. or eating a healthy meal. Wellness kind of it's a very broad term. Mm -hmm. And it, it encompasses so many things, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, so yeah, I would definitely encourage people to kind of sit with this conversation and maybe journal about, you know, what really is of value to you mm -hmm. and what boundaries do you need in your life and maybe kind of go through and think about your professional life, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with your partner, if you have one, relationship with your family, again, if you have one, um, and see what is going well in the relationship so that it creates a positive tone, but also what can be worked on and see, you know, if there's any way that you can even establish a better relationship with yourself or with others. And if you guys are needing extra help with this conversation or just want to bounce ideas off of somebody, Rob and I are not um, licensed professionals from a psychology or psychiatric standpoint, but I think we are pretty good voices of reason. And um, if you just need somebody to, you know, coach you or mentor you through this process, I'm sure either of us would be more than happy to help you with that. Definitely, definitely. I actually have a client now. I'm helping a family member of mine get in uh, some better shape and, and work on their relationship with food a little bit. Awesome. Um, they came to me because somebody was charging like an enormous amount just to put them on a workout or nutrition plan. I was like, yo, you could Google that shit. <laughs> like, so, Sheesh. so what we're working on more is figuring out how to incorporate fitness and active lifestyle throughout the day. And that way it's not like, oh, I have to work out at this time. And then also just kind of diving into the relationship with food and how things, you know, your relationship, what are your weak points with food? What are your strong points? What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you think are the areas in your life that you could make some small changes? Because I think Small changes are the catalyst to bigger things. I honestly feel like I'm in a good place right now because I stopped drinking coffee. Not that maybe coffee was this end-all, be-all horrible thing. I think my gut health is way better because of it. Mm. But I think just having the discipline of 
giving up something that I really love and enjoy. Like my dream one day is to have my own little coffee shop and I love coffee, but like it's not suiting me right now and, and I haven't given it up. It's made it a lot easier to say no to sugar and sweets. It's made it a lot easier to not sit on the couch when I know I got to get up and I got to go to work out. So when we make small changes, it just leads to other small changes that eventually lead to big changes. Yeah. So, and that's what, that's what me and Cher can help you with. Again, she just said, you know, if you need anything, reach out to to us. I am at wellness. Rob Cher is at the soul and science. Also check her out on TikTok. Been vibing there. So check that out. Follow us at the BAM podcast. If you haven't yet, please like, and subscribe. And honestly, too, whenever we post a new post or about an episode, if you guys could share it, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting to where now we got like 20, 25, like solid listeners every week mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know if they're all just our friends and family, but <laughs> we're kind of coming into 2022. Cher and I have kind of found our voices and we'd like to grow a little bit and we'd like to ask for your help with that. So just sharing the episodes all the time, help a ton. We're going to be posting some more and doing some more cool things and adding maybe a video element to the podcast. Mm. So we've got a lot of big things coming. Big things coming, man. Big Cher, do you have anything you want to put no, down? No, that's good. Um, just wish me a happy birthday or I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> I'll just to, kidding that's not to... a boundary that's not a boundary that's pretty toxic <laughs> that's but pretty anyways um, I love you guys and I've really enjoyed this conversation yeah. and Rob thanks so much for um, working through this little boundary setting workshop I think yeah. this has been really um, productive for both of us and hopefully everybody else who's listening to definitely I agree everybody big love is the mood big love is the mood alright see you guys next week Hey everyone, Rob here. Really appreciate you listening to our episode. Just real quick, this podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.